Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 11th of January 2015, entitled The Gift of God's Peace, and the Bible reading is taken from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 27. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Of course, John chapter 14 begins with a very familiar passage, a great promise, remember, that Jesus is just about to go into the garden, to be betrayed, to be taken away, and to, of course, eventually be nailed to the cross. And as he is preparing his disciples for that time, uh, they're about to face a great time of, of trouble, uh, undoubtedly a great time of, of I guess, questioning uh, what's going on. Uh, a time when that uh, there's going to uh, be coming a, a lot of uh, confusion from every direction. And he says to them this words in John chapter 14 in verse 1, as we stand to honor the reading of God's holy word, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. If you look down after many other wonderful things that he says, verse 27 of this same chapter, Jesus promised this in leaving. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, we thank you this evening for this wonderful, glorious privilege that we have once again of looking into your word this evening. Now we pray over these next moments, Lord, that you would take and Though our bodies may be weary, though our minds may be tired, we pray that by the power of your Spirit that you would speak to us through your Word, meet the need of every heart. May we, Lord, have the courage and the strength we need to respond to what you say to us. In Christ's precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. I take our thought this evening from this promise that Jesus is making here when he said, my peace I give unto you, the gift of peace. We find that if we were to look back into the book of Isaiah, we find that the prophet Isaiah, some over 700 years before that the Lord Jesus Christ came, the prophecy was one of peace. He says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and notice the last title, the Prince of Peace. So over 700 years before Jesus came, it was prophesied that this one that was coming would be the Prince of of peace. As his birth was announced in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, 
We find the Bible tells us in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So Jesus Christ, it was prophesied that he would be the prince of peace before he came. The heavenly host proclaimed this peace upon earth at his birth in Bethlehem. And then at the end of his earthly ministry, as he prepares to leave here, Jesus is telling us, and you'll notice those same words, he begins this chapter with, let not your heart be troubled. And he gives us this wonderful promise that he's gone to prepare a place and he will come again and receive us unto himself so that we can be there with him. I'm getting ready to leave. But when I leave, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I will come and get you and bring you to myself that where I am, there you can be. But as I go to prepare that place, he promises here in verse 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Whereas the peace that I'm giving you is not the kind of peace that the world would offer you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, this peace that has come, we find that we can look around us and I was thinking as I was reading these passages and praying about what to, to speak on this evening. And of course, the news has been filled this past week with all that's been going on in and around Paris and France and the acts of terrorism that are taking place there. It's only been a few weeks since we saw similar things taking place in other parts of the world. We know that as Brother Tom Canfield came through on his way back to Kenya, that there were acts of terrorism that were taking place there where that, that lives were being taken. We look around this world, and I know that these figures that I'm going to give you right now, uh, these, these are some that uh, I had in my file that I had, had dug out a few years back, but nonetheless, for the most part, they're going to be accurate. They're only going to have increased. They certainly haven't gotten smaller but we find that through a study that was done in Moscow and was printed there through the statistics, stated that from the year 1496, that's almost 1,500 years before Jesus Christ came, that's like 750 years before this prophecy that was given here in the book of Isaiah, until the year 1861 A.D., covering a span of about 3,358 years. That during that 3,358 years, there was approximately 227 years of peace. And there were 3,130 years of war. 13 years of war to every one year of peace. Studying figures further that in the last three centuries, the last 300 years, there have been at least 300 wars in Europe alone. It's one for every year that we're here. 
went on to say that from the year 1500 B.C. to A.D. 1860, which we talked about, with all those wars, there were more than 8,000 treaties of peace that were signed. Treaties of peace that were meant to remain forever. I say that because Jesus says the kind of peace that I'm giving you is not the kind of peace that this world will give you. As we look at what the world offers and we look at what's around, and of course, out of those 8,000 peace treaties that were signed between people for peace during those years, the average one remained in effect for about two years before it was broken by man. Following World War II, General Douglas MacArthur spoke the first words of peace that the world were waiting for, and I quote, he said, Today the guns are silent. The sky is no longer rain death. The seas bear only commerce. Men everywhere will walk upright in the sunlight. The entire world is quietly at peace. Of course, that was supposed to be a war to end all wars. <laughs> and at the end of it, the world is finally at peace. But of course, we know that that peace didn't last very long. So where is this peace? And I guess with all the turmoil around us, I just want to remind you this evening that God's Word is never wrong, okay? And God's Word has promised us a peace. Now, I like the way that the Apostle Paul describes it in Philippians chapter 4. We look around, where is that peace? Well, there he says in Philippians 4, beginning in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Let your moderation, let your gentleness be known unto all men. Be careful for nothing. And he's talking there about being anxious, about worrying. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And if you do that, he says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, here the promise that's made to us is that as believers, we ought to be rejoicing in the Lord. We ought to be the most loving, gentle people on earth. Let our gentleness be known. We shouldn't be worrying, anxious, though we may see the world destroying itself all around us. But what we should be doing is getting on our knees before God. <laughs> giving him thanks for all things, letting our requests be made known unto him. In other words, we're trusting God. The conversation was taking place at the back, back here this morning. And of course, we got to talking about some of the things of prophecy. 
And we see many of the things that are happening around us. And of course, there are many of, you know, the greatest power in the world today militarily is not even mentioned in the Word of God in the end. We don't know all that the future holds. But you see, the important thing today, we should be proud of our citizenship, of our nationality, of our heritage. But the important thing today is not whether we are a citizen of the United Kingdom or of the United States or of any other place on planet Earth. It is whether we are citizens of that place called heaven. That's where Jesus went. That's where he went to prepare a place. That's where he's coming to take us again. And while we are here, he's promised us a peace that passes all understanding. Jesus said, I am giving you a peace that is not like the kind of peace that this world has. I'm giving you a peace that I am leaving with you. I want to give you three simple thoughts this evening. Just amidst all this turmoil that we see around us in this world, that there is a gift of peace that has been given to you as a believer. You say, preacher, I don't feel that peace a lot of times. I feel all this turmoil. What? Be anxious for nothing. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be anxious. I'm not saying that you don't. I'm not saying that I don't. I'm saying the Bible says we don't have to. Not if we're getting on our face before God and trusting him, recognizing and realizing that he is in control of our lives and all that's going on around us. His promises are sure. He's given us a peace that is not the peace we find in this world, but a peace that comes only through Jesus Christ. Three things. First of all, I want us, what are we talking about when we talk about peace? Well, first of all, we can define it. We can look at a definition of what the world would say that peace is. You see, that's how Jesus made this promise. There is that negative term, not as the world giveth. Okay, so what is the peace that the world gives? Well, we can make a whole list of things. It's usually things like relief from those responsibilities that we have around us. It is things like maybe the burdens, the loads being lifted and made lighter. Well, Jesus has told us to cast them all upon him. So many times with the world, the way of peace is just to get away from it. And that can come in many different ways. I guess all my life you've heard about, you know, this, this piece of escape by just getting away to some South Sea Island somewhere, some deserted place where you're all on your own and you're just away from all the problems and troubles of this world. You see, most of the time, the way that the world would have us to have peace is to run away and to escape the troubles that we have. That's the way they deal with marriage. Now God says that marriage we promise to take for better or for worse. God says that it's forever. But yet, the world says, if things get tough, just go your own way. Run away from it. Get away from the problems. The world would tell us that when the problems come that we sometimes need to escape. It might be through a bottle. It might be through medication. It might be through some kind of drugs. We look around. We see as a result homes being destroyed, jobs being lost, people's health 
being wrecked. You see, the world would tell you to anesthetize your feelings. Get yourself to a place to where you just don't feel it and don't know it, what's going on. But sooner or later, you always have to come back to reality. You see, so many times, peace in the world is simply an absence of difficulties, whether it's real or whether it's imagined. Things just weren't so tough. The hard things could just be taken away. Have you ever seen the epitaph that is sometimes put at the bottom of some of those tombstones? Peace at last. (laughs) Peace at last. I'm just simply saying, that the world looks for peace. The world wants peace. But most of the time, the world's way of peace is some way to get away from the problems, get away from the troubles, escape them altogether. And folks, that's not reality. In the midst of this world, Jesus has said, while we're left behind, until he comes for us, let not your heart be troubled. My peace I leave with you not as the world gives it, give I unto you. So if that's what the world sees, you see, not only do I want to give you this definition of peace as the world sees it, but more accurately, an observation that we see in the Word of God. We see the world defining it, but we can observe it in God's Word. You see, as we begin to look here The Bible doesn't shelter us from the reality of the problems. The Bible doesn't shelter us from the fact that there are going to be trials and difficulties and challenges. And and we looked at some of those things this morning that it's all a perspective, isn't it? Yes, those things are there, but how do we see them? Are we focused upon these temporal things that we see with our eyes or are we focused upon the unseen things that are eternal? We find that Christ was not an escape artist. (laughs) You know, it's an amazing thing in this world sometimes when you have these escape artists, these escapists that are able to escape anything. Well, Christ didn't. Matter of fact, if you begin to observe the Word of God, and God's Word is never wrong, and as we begin to observe and see, well, what is God talking about Jesus faced everything head on. (laughs) He didn't avoid it. He didn't try to get away from the challenges. He didn't avoid the conflicts, the difficulties of life. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that Jesus took every one of them upon himself and took them to the cross with him. (laughs) He didn't avoid them. He took them. The world says, get away from it. Jesus says, no, you're going to be right in the middle of it. But I want you to cast your burdens upon me. You see, Jesus has promised that even though he was going away, prior to this peace, he said, I'm sending another, this comforter that's going to be there with you, that Holy Spirit, Jesus living within us in the person of the Spirit. My peace I give unto you. Christianity is not an escape mechanism to avoid the problems of life. And so many times, 
people come to Christianity looking for that. They think some way it's a way to escape life's problems, to escape the difficulties, to not have to face a lot of the challenging things because that's the way they've been programmed, that that's the peace because in the world, it's not dealing with those things, getting rid of those things, escaping those things, rather than facing them and dealing with them as the Lord Jesus Christ did. You see, the Bible teaches us that we're going to have tribulations. Matter of fact, the Bible even talks about us being crucified with Christ. He talks about us taking up our cross daily. He tells us that if we live godly, we will face persecution. There is no question about it. So how can you correlate that with peace when we, the world is defining on the one place and he's telling us that the way to have peace is to get away from all of it, to escape it. We observe from the Word of God that every one of these apostles, even the ones that are writing the words that we're reading here tonight, they ended up being martyrs. They ended up having their lives taken from them because of the faith, because of the, the stand that they took for the Lord Jesus Christ. How does that make sense? We're told one thing by the world. But we observe something very different from that in the Word of God. Well, I just want to remind you that it was Jesus Christ himself. We can define it as the world does. We can observe it in God's Word. But the promise is being made here is being presented by Jesus Christ. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. The gift of peace that you and I have that bears understanding, that doesn't even make sense when we look at the world around us. How can we not be worried? How can we not be anxious? How can we know that peace? He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid, because my peace I'm leaving with you. You see, he defined it from the world standpoint, from a negative standpoint. But from Jesus' standpoint, a very my peace I give unto you, not like the world's, not like that. Jesus was despised. He was forsaken when he went to the cross. Even his disciples, the ones that were closest to him, they, they ran, they hide, they were afraid of what was going on. He just got through saying, let not your heart be troubled, be not afraid. They're running and hiding, afraid of what's going to happen to them because of what's happening to Jesus. They took him before the courts and they, and they lied about him and they beat him and they finally nailed him to that cross. But the peace that he's given to you is the peace that after all that's been done to him and they've got him nailed on that cross, he says, Father, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. A peace that those that are your worst nightmare, those that are bringing the most horrible things into your life, those that are giving you the biggest problems, Remember, as I've said many times, how sometimes can we get past a lot of these emotions because people hurt us and people do things and we carry those things around. But in actual fact, they're not hurting the other person. They're destroying us. Let not your heart be troubled. My peace I give unto you, he says. 
See, the truth is, is that when we recognize Jesus knew as he hung there on the cross, the very ones that were nailing him there, he was dying for them, that they could be forgiven. When we recognize that person that's hurting us, that person that's coming against us, it's Satan that's our enemy. It's Satan, really, that is the problem. He's the one that's out to destroy us. They need Jesus. Maybe they're a Christian. They need the peace that we're talking about here. Maybe they're hung up in some of the world's problems and whatnot. I'm talking about Jesus said, my peace, the same kind of peace that he had even when he was carrying the sins and the burdens of all of this world upon himself. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You see, that peace is the kind of peace that will help you to face anything in life, no matter what it is. That's the kind of peace that is the gift, the gift of peace that Jesus has left with you. That's his peace that goes beyond the understanding of this world and even our own understanding sometime. You see, that's the peace that was being prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, the peace that Jesus Christ had. That's the peace that the angels were proclaiming. They weren't promising that there wouldn't be battles and fighting and all the wars that are taking place on this earth. There would become a day only when Jesus Christ sets and rules and reigns upon his throne will we see that kind of peace upon this earth. But Jesus said, I'm going away and I'm coming back for you one day. Well, he's coming back for us before that kingdom is set up upon this world and he's given us his peace to have right now while we are still here in this world. This is where he wants us not to be troubled. This is where he wants us not to be afraid. This is where he wants us to have his peace that he's given to us. It was promised. Jesus Christ himself promised it here in his last days upon this earth. He finished it on Calvary. <laughs> oh, he did. He took everything to that cross with him, and he offered it to you. <laughs> it was finished at Calvary. And when you come by the way of the cross, it's his gift to you. doesn't matter. So many times the burdens of their lives, it might be, the husband that's out of work and he doesn't know how to supply for his children. It might be the wife that's got the sick children that she, she can't figure out what to do to help them. It might be the, the invalid that has no hope because they've said that there is no hope in this world. It might be that confused young person that's trying to figure out how to make sense of this life and where they need to go with their life. It might be that widow or that widower that has lost that one that they have spent a lifetime with. It might be the sinner. It might be the Christian that's being harassed. It might be that one that's being tempted. It might be that one that's guilty of the most horrendous things this world has ever seen. But Jesus said, My peace. I give unto you, all of you, my peace I give unto you. With Jesus, 
He doesn't stipulate. No problem is too big. Let not your heart be troubled. You see, it is a piece of adequate resources. It may not be all that we want. We'll have the adequate resources to, to face everything because what else did he say there in the book of Philippians when he promised that peace that passes all understanding? What did he say down in verse 19 of that chapter? But my God shall supply all. Underline that. Circle it in your Bible. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. By Jesus Christ, he has promised to supply all your need, whatever that it might be. I used the illustration here once. I, I don't have one with me tonight. Does anybody have a checkbook with them? <laughs> You can take that checkbook and it's a promissory note and you can write on there whatever that you want to. Well, I could write you a check this evening. The thing is, the only thing that's a limit to where that check is any good is how much money I've got in the bank. I could write it for a million pounds, but you'd have trouble when you went to cash it. I can promise you. I could write it for anything that I wanted to. Now, you know, we could probably go to one of the big corporations of this land, maybe one of the big car manufacturers or somebody that, one of the banks, they could write that check and they could put a figure on there. But you know what? I don't care if they're the biggest corporation in the land. There's a limit to how much that check is worth because it's based upon their resources. You know what? God isn't basing upon the resources. He said, according to my riches and glory, <laughs> there is no limit. That's what we've got to realize. We would feel maybe pretty comfortable if we had somebody that had lots of this world's wealth and they were underwriting our life, whatever that we needed. We knew that it was going to be met through them. But do we understand that our life is underwritten by resources that are beyond everything this earth knows? God has promised to supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus Christ, sometimes we don't understand all of our needs. But that's God's promise. We can doubt it. We can question it but it doesn't change it. You want God's peace this evening? Trust him. He's offering you a peace of adequate resources, of everything that you need. But you know, it's a peace of a clean heart. So many times we wonder why we don't know that peace. <laughs> because there's a barrier up within our hearts that's keeping us separated from that peace. And it's spelled S-I-N, sin. We want the peace of God that passeth all understanding. But that can only come through Jesus Christ. You see, if you're a child of God and if Christ lives in your heart, I believe that's an eternal promise. 
but you can sure destroy that peace by letting sin rule in your life. You see, the psychologists of our day <laughs> try to get people to cope with the guilt, to get rid of their guilt, not to feel guilty about anything, but <laughs> I say, wait. <laughs> you know, the problem is the reason you're feeling guilty sometimes is because you are guilty. <laughs> you are guilty. You need to recognize your guilt. You need to understand we are all sinners. We are all guilty. There is none righteous before God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is nobody that can avoid that. But that peace comes by Jesus Christ. It's only in Jesus Christ that we can have that clean heart. Oh, he'll meet all your needs. You can have that peace, but you need to make sure. Sometimes you don't have that peace. Sometimes you're feeling guilty. Sometimes, because what was it that he said there to come before him? Make your request known unto me. <laughs> Problem is, a lot of times we can't go to God with our requests because we got too many things in the way. <laughs> we got to get all this junk out of the way because. We've let it build up. Grudges against this one, ill feelings towards that one. All these things that we need to get out of our lives. We need that, that clean heart to know that peace, to know the peace that, that he's given to us. I drew a little illustration in my notes that really Jesus is saying, you know, that uh, he's standing there and he's got one hand in God's and he's got one hand in ours. <laughs> He is our only intercessor. He is our bridge. He's the only, he is the access that we have to God, but with him there, we have that access. There's nobody that can take that away. It's Jesus Christ. Through him, we're joint heirs with him. Through him, we become the children of God. We become part of his family, heirs with Christ. We sing that song sometimes, I'm a, a child of the king. And we are. We find that, I don't know if you've ever had your house broken into. <laughs> We've had ours broken into several times over there. And those burglars can come in and they can take all these possessions, things that you work so hard for, things that you save for, things that you've paid for. You know that burglars, they can come in, they can take all those natural things but they can't take this peace that Jesus has given to you. <laughs> they can never take that. Nobody can take that. It is the gift of peace that's given to you from him. Have you received that gift? You see, as a sinner, it begins through repentance, through putting your faith in the finished work of Calvary, through becoming a child of God. Once you've become a child of God, it comes down to just truly, genuinely, I said to you this morning, you can know it all. You can read your Bible every day of the week. You can come and listen to every sermon that this preacher preaches, and you can listen to them all day long, and you can know all of these things, but it doesn't matter what you know if you don't do something with it. We can't be just hearers. We've got to be doers. I'm not the one that's making you some pie-in-the-sky promise. 
I'm telling you that you, this evening, whatever your circumstances, tonight, tomorrow, right through the time until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back and takes us home, you have the peace, the gift of peace that Jesus Christ has given to you. If you receive it, if you trust him, how do you know it? That's what he told us right there in Philippians. That's what he said to us. He told us that we need to rejoice evermore. He told us to be gentle to all, not to be anxious, not to worry. But instead of doing all that, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. We're not talking about some escape mechanism. We're talking about really trusting him, trusting God, counting on him. Don't let the world take away that peace. You've got the peace of Jesus Christ. You can count on it. There's no problem that's too big for him. Father, we thank you this evening. Lord, it's such a simple but glorious promise, a promise that preceded you coming to this earth. Lord, an announcement that came with you when you entered this world, a promise that you made yourself before they nailed you to that cross, you went back to the Father, a promise that you made to each and every one of us that would put our faith and trust in you. Lord, all I can do this evening is read it in your word. I can proclaim it from this pulpit, but in the end, it's each and every one of us individually that must accept it by faith, must trust you, must, as we saw this morning, must see the things that are unseen by this world that are eternal in the heavens rather than the temporal things that we see all around us. Lord, we know there's much fighting, much killing. We know that as time draws near to your coming, that Satan is only going to fight harder and harder. But Lord, amidst all the turmoil of this world, help us to not only know about, but to acknowledge and accept and trust you. As you've told us to do right here, to know that peace. Help us, Lord, to trust you, to get on our knees before you, believe it all with you, and trust you to do what only you can do. We'll give you the thanks for that. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Mm -hmm.